to Robert Ross, 25th of May to June 1898, from the catalogue of the Delau Collection. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Lot 71, here published for the first time, 8 pages, octavo. The first four pages, and another later page of the letter, are omitted here. Fifty pounds. Wednesday, May 24th, 25th. 98. My dear Robbie, I hope that you were able to read my letter of yesterday. Believe me that in furnished apartments I could not live. I would be asked to go. I understand that you think I have people to tea every day, but no one comes to see me. I am never in during the afternoon, except when I am confined to the house by a sharp attack of penury. I hope to go looking for rooms to-morrow. I would like them near here, if possible, but the vital thing is the sanitary question. It is a real horror in life to live in an insanitary house, especially now that summer is coming on. So I think of looking in some of the streets close to the near end of the Champs-Élysées. There are new and well-drained houses there. As regards the idea of pawning the furniture, of course, that was a joke. If Smithers would give me thirty pounds for the play, I could buy quite enough furniture. Blank, on forty pounds, is really splendidly gorgeous, an air of wealth about the chairs. Goodbye, dear Robbie, write soon. Yours, Oscar. Lot 72, here published for the first time, twelve pages, octavo, a little more than one page of the original manuscript is omitted here. Fifty-five pounds. May 1898. My dear Robbie, a thousand thanks for the cheque. May I ask when the June ten pounds comes due? Of course, the first of the month, otherwise I will never be able to keep my accounts straight. Of course, nothing can be done about rooms till you decide— and have the collection for the sweet sinner of england in hand but i still suspect you of having a flat of some kind concealed about your person my instinct in such points is unerring yesterday i went to the salon as modern art had a chastening effect on blank and he seemed sad we went afterwards to the foire aux invalides where maurice won a knife by foolishly throwing a ring over something Blank is here. On Wednesday he created a horrible scene in Campbell's bar by bawling out à bas les juifs and insulting and assaulting someone whom he saw was a Jew. The fight continued in the street and Blank tried to create an anti-Semite, anti-Dreyfusard demonstration. He succeeded and was ultimately felled to the ground by the Jew. I met him at Campbell's by chance on the next day. Campbell told him that the only reason he would consent to serve him was that blank, and I had shaken hands with him. This rather amused me when I remember blank's monstrous moralizing about us and how nobody should know us. Blank looked quite dreadful, all covered with cigar ash, stains of spilt whiskey and mud. He was unshaven, and his face in a dreadful state. He had no money, and borrowed a franc from blank.
yesterday he turned up again and had to receive a rather insolent lecture from campbell who told him he preferred jews to drunkards in his bar he was much depressed so of course i gave him drinks and cigarettes and all that he wanted to show his gratitude he insisted on reciting the ballad of reading jail at the top of his voice and assuring me that i was le plus grand maitre de la literature moderne et la plus grande homme du monde at the end he got very tedious and lest i might love my poem less than i wished to i went away poor blank he really is quite insane and unbearable except to very old friends who bear much he begged me to lunch with him and to bring maurice but i declined feigning temporary good health as my excuse he has gone to the country to-day i hope he will get better years ago he was a very good and dear fellow i dined last night with robert de humiere a very charming young frenchman whom i first met years ago at frank schuster's he had asked a poet to meet me and i believe i was rather wonderful i liked the review you sent me immensely do you know the writer it is a very good appreciation ever yours oscar lot seventy three here published for the first time seven pages octavo we omit about one and a half pages of the manuscript the letter has the original envelope forty pounds tuesday may thirty first my dear robbie i feel we are both premature people who count their chickens before they are hatched act very wisely because chickens run about so absurdly that it is impossible to count them accurately but the question of rooms is different and i fear you will have great trouble in getting any promises i am not very sanguine about it i don't wish to be horrid but i think you are a little unkind the difficulty i am under is my name my personality i might be practically turned out of furnished rooms at a moment's notice in unfurnished i am my own master but as i said all this is premature and if you get any serious promises of course you will let me know i saw a delightful miracle play on sunday in the quartier latin and dined with a lot of the actors and four poets afterwards they were most nice and sympathetic and we were all very gay on vin ordinaire after all the only proper intoxication is conversation last night antoine sent me a box to see les tisserands the play that was suppressed in berlin and for a long time here it is socialistic in subject matter and i did not much care for it the play was rather like a public meeting and should be called the triumph of the supers but of course i was glad to see it i see that max has become dramatic critic and has begun by his valedictory address he is clearly entitled to his retiring pension by this time with regard to the ballad i wrote to smithers to suggest to him that simple copyright would enable him to stop the sale of the french edition if it should be on sale i should like you and some others to have copies as literary curios 
but I personally don't want it sold in London, as I get nothing out of it. It should be made as contraband as Torchnitz. On Friday I dine with the editor of Le Hermitage, that artistic review, and Maeterlinck has conveyed to me his desire to meet me. He is now in London, but is anxious I should call on his fiancée, Georgette Leblanc, an astonishing woman now singing Sappho with the Opera Comique in Calvé's place. I am told she is one of the most brilliant and strange personalities in the world. Where do you spend your summer? Is there any chance of your being in France? Condor has asked me to come and see him at a place called Bonnière, between this and Rouen. He says he has found a furnished house for me, a hundred and fifty francs for three months. But I am afraid of the river air. I hope to go to the sea. Rivers are very bad for me. I need air like strong wine. I fear if I write any more that the weight of the ink will force you, or me, to pay extra postage. So, dear Robbie, a thousand thanks for all your trouble for the perverse and impossible person. Ever yours, Oscar. Lot 74. Here published for the first time. Seven pages, octavo. There are no serious omissions in the printed version below. Forty pounds. Wednesday, June 1st, 98. My dear Robbie, people who repent in sackcloth are dreary, but those who repent in a suit by Doré, and intend this suit for another, are worthy of paradise. It is most sweet of you, and the colour I would like is blue, like the suit I had last year. A rather painful fact, apparent to all, must now be disclosed. Pray mention it to no one but Doré, and break it to him gently. I am distinctly stouter than I was when the last suit was made. I should say a good inch and a half. I can still button the old Doré suit, but it is tight, and the two lower buttons drag. I would like the same stuff, if possible. It is such good stuff, and has lasted so well. Blank is now inseparable from Maurice. They have gone again to Nogent. I made Maurice put a postscript into a rather silly letter, inspired by blank, which he sent off to you today. I think letters of that kind quite stupid and witless, but blank has no real enjoyment of a joke unless he thinks there is a good chance of the other person being pained or annoyed. It is an entirely English trait. The English type and symbol of a joke being the jug on the half-opened door, or the distribution of orange peel on the pavement of a crowded thoroughfare. I hope that the beautiful blue suit will be brought over by either you or Reggie. If not, let Smithers be told that the duty is his. I hear that the custom-house is exorbitant, and sends you papers on which they have thrown sand. I find I have written the beginning of a letter to a French poet on the other side of this, so cannot write more. Fabulet is the author of La Crise, an attempt at an anarchical poem, a dull thing at best. Yours, Oscar. Lot 75, here published for the first time. Eight pages, octavo. 
we omit about one page of the manuscript. Fifty pounds. Paris, 1898. My dear Robbie, thanks so much for cheque. I hope you replaced Oxford in the right way. It is sad to think I may have of disciples, but few or none, in that sweet grey city that nurtured me. Georgette Leblanc sent me seats last night for Sappho at the Opera Comique. She is one of the most wonderful artists I ever saw. The music meandered aimlessly about, as Messinitz usually does, with endless false alarms of a real melody, and incessant posing of themes that are not resolved into any development. But her acting was really a marvel. Blank was with me, and she looked at us with wonderful eyes, and on her calls gave us her bows to the exclusion of the rest of the crowded house. Blank was seated next a German, who exhaled in strange gusts the most extraordinary odours, some of them racial. It is smell that differentiates races. Others connected with all kinds of trades, from leather-dressing and carpentry, to vitriol works, and the keeping of an Italian warehouse. Others, such as are found only among les mangeurs des choses immondes. Others connected with gas, fuel, and candles. In the last act he became like a petroleum lamp. Blank bore it very well indeed, but had practically to sit in my pocket. Maurice, unfortunately under the influence of his mother, who seems to be devoted to betting, spends all his day at suburban racecourses. Of course he always wins. He is a child of the sun, not a Selene Zominos as you and I are. But in spite of betting, and spotting the winner, more wonderful than ever. Blank preys on his femme de ménage, who now pays for everything, including cigars. When he gives his orders, she looks upon the wandering sky with unreproachful stare. She is so bewildered. She apparently thought that Blank was going to pay for everything. Of course, she finds that that is out of the question. Her psychological condition is extraordinary. Yours, Oscar. End of section.